to the bleak solo podcast welcome back everyone to the bleak solo podcast episode 33 featuring kevin morales uh this episode is a little different uh i've been trying to have a guest on this podcast for a long time now i finally found a program that allows you to record with someone remotely so this was a uh, you know a test run episode Uh, i asked my friend kevin um, to, you know, just test it out with me. So we just went over some topics. Uh, we talked about the witches H- on HBO Max. There was some backlash. We talked about the future of Star Wars and the Mandalorian season two on Disney Plus. Uh, but now that I'm, I know that I can do this, I'll have more guests on the show, you know, in the near future. And, you know, I'll also, it'll be a full length episode with them. And, you know, we'll, I'll just interview them or we'll go over specific pop culture topics together. But for today, I just wanted to share this, uh, you know, this 30 minute conversation I had with Kevin and, you know, we're just still trying to figure it all out. So, you know, bear with me as I, you know, start this new journey of the Bleak Solo podcast. But I promise I will have more people on in the new future. Uh, but for now, uh, please enjoy this interview with Kevin. And as always, you can find me on all my social media at Bleak Solo. Uh, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, so go ahead and please enjoy this interview with Kevin Morales and thank you for listening. Okay, everyone, I would like to welcome my guest, Kevin, Kevin Morales from San Diego, California, currently residing in SoCal. Uh, how are you doing, sir? Hey, good. How are you doing? Hi. Okay, uh, so it's the first time uh, I have a guest on my podcast, the Bleak Solar Podcast. I'm just trying to figure it out, so we're still uh, working on it. But I just wanted to bring Kevin on today to do a test run, see how it goes. Um, and one of the first things we wanted to talk about was uh, The Witches on HBO Max. Uh, there's been some controversy uh, that a lot of people in the disabled community have felt that they uh, were you know, portrayed in a wrong manner. And you know, even HBO had to, uh, and Warner Brothers and you know, the people behind the film had to go ahead and issue an apology and a statement. And to me, I just, how do these things keep happening? What What do you think, Kevin? Like, um, do you think in a room full of so many people making this movie, a movie is not made by one person, uh, how does these things even happen? It, it, to me, it's something that they didn't think about. Because I know, like, if we were... In the writer's room, that's something I wouldn't have paid attention to because it's not, it's either not common knowledge or it's just something that isn't a big part or shouldn't even be like a point of focus until people start, you know, calling it out. So you saw the tweet from like Amy Morin, Morin, the the 22-year-old swimmer from the Paralympics. And she was like, yeah. she said, hey, Warner Brothers, was there much thought given to, you know, the representation of the limbs and, and whatever? And I guarantee you the answer is no. And, and see, the, the, the thing for me is that I don't feel like a lot of people do these things to hurt people. Is it that they don't think about that it could hurt people? And I think that's a problem with a lot of these movies and a lot of these TV shows nowadays where they try to tackle something 
an, an issue, but they don't really get people from that community opinion, you know? Like, they could have easily just got someone from that community and be like, okay, this is this character is represented this way. Is this the correct manner to represent this character? Yeah. But instead, they just go for it. And then that I thought they had to apologize, which to me, it shouldn't be like that. You don't have to, like... If you're always apologizing, then you're still going to keep doing wrong where they could have just easily like, it's the same thing. Like when they do like a movie where it's LG, you know, like, you know, characters that are from the LGBTQ community, like a lot of the times they write those characters. They have not a single person from that community in the writing room. They don't, uh, they don't ask anyone in that community to come along and, Hey, you know, let's run this, let's run this past you. You know, like this character is this and this and this, like, is this a proper, uh, an appropriate way? Like, it's the same thing, you know, like when they do Latinos, you know, especially Mexicans and we're Mexican, how many times they portray us in just one certain way, you know? We're all cholos, we're all either uh, cholos, we're all either not, uh, not uh, How many people do you actually know that's like cholo, a straight up cholo or narco? Like, and I have a big ass family and honestly, no one in my family is that, at least not that I know of. <laughs> yeah, but- I think the fifth. You know. In the writer's room, when you have a writer's room, it's it's almost near impossible to have everyone from everything. So, you know, a black guy, a Mexican guy, an Asian guy, or a girl, you know, so you have to have all those communities, then you have to have LGBT, then you have to have a queer community, then you have to have a transgender community, then you have to have a disabled community. Like, how many, how many people are going to pay here? Like, maybe, maybe have like a screening, a pre-screening, and then show it to a bunch of people and say, you know, what you think, please pay attention to this, pay attention to that. But then again, they weren't paying attention to that. It's, it's literally for me. And, and I, I, I mean, I'm not, you know, very in depth with the disabled community, but for me, it's kind of like, what's the big deal? It's, it's honestly like, it's supposed to be a witch. And I haven't seen the movie. I haven't and seen the scene. So I don't know if that those are actual hands or if she's like disappearing her fingers or I don't know what's going on. I only have an image in front of me. But like, yeah. and then at the same time, I'm thinking, okay, so if they hire me as a Latino representation for a movie and they show me something, I'm not easily offended by a lot of things oh, that maybe yeah. I should. Well, we were raised. Yeah, we were raised a different so, way. You know, so. so let's say there's like a, a Latino, like like in Friday, the movie Friday with the bandana covering his eyes and he's kind of like this funny cholo guy with a dog that's a pit bull. <laughs> I would have thought that was hilarious and that it's, it's awesome and that people would laugh. And then when they put that movie out there, and we get backlash, they're going to be like, ¿Qué pasó? I thought you said it was cool. But then, you know, me and you might not be offended, but maybe someone else would. would. So I just, I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. People are too soft. That's all it is. It's... Yeah, because I mean, I feel like you shouldn't go into... Like, especially in this case, I know some media does hurt and they should be, you know, a little bit more cautious. But in something like this where it's a fantasy world, I don't think those kind of things should apply, you know? Like like I said, I don't feel like the filmmakers were like, oh, we're going to do this to piss off someone or to show someone in a different negative light. So to me, it's like you have to adjust how you view things depending on what you're watching. If, if this was a movie about a disabled person, you know, like 
and they didn't get a disabled actor or they didn't address, you know, address it properly, then go ahead. You know, all the outrage, it's uh, warranted. Uh, they deserve it. But in this case, it's a fantasy movie. Like, I think we have to stop putting real life, you know, our real life issues and real life terms into these make-believe movies, you know? Like, it's like if you go into a superhero movie and you expect everything to be, you know, like it is in real life. Like, it's come on, come on. Like, you got to just stop, like, and maybe it is, like you said, maybe it is soft. Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe even you saying that can offend people because <laughs> of the way the world is. Because there's so much going on. But at the same time, it's like, I don't think everything is done intentionally to hurt people. Like, especially in a fantasy movie like this. You know, this was just supposed to be a fun, you know, Halloween type movie. And, you know, so I don't think, you know, and I, I mean, they apologize. What, what can they do now? You know, it's not like they're just going to, like, remove the film from HBO Max. Um, just because some people got mad, you know, like they all they can do now is apologize. Maybe next time around they'll do better. Maybe they won't. You never know. But I mean, I just feel like that's my opinion on I'm, it. I'm willing to bet money that they had zero, zero clue that that was going to offend people, that they weren't even paying attention to that. And a lot of these companies like Warner Brothers, Disney, they have, um, like third party or second party companies do rendering for their images because I know I am one of my old coworkers from Disney. He used to work for a company that rendered images for Disney. So he worked on Pirates of the Caribbean and he worked on Spider-Man and he worked on a bunch of stuff. And he said that they give you an image. They tell you, we want this clear up the corner. We want this blah, blah, blah or turn this image into 3D. So his job is literally turning this image into a 3D image, and that's it. You're not paying attention to the hand, you're not paying attention to her makeup, you're not paying attention if she's throwing, showing too much cleavage, you're not paying attention to her hair, you're not paying attention to any of that. You're literally just rendering the image. And, and so I'm willing to bet like at least 10 pairs of eyes if not a hundred, saw the image. And no one, it, yeah. it, that thought didn't cross anyone's mind. And it's kind of like, if we as a community are gonna be offended by a lot of things, then we can pick and point literally everything from music to games, movies, shirts at Target that offend you. Kind of like, like the movie Charlie and, and the Chocolate happened. Factory. It's happened. Like oh why 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 is there why is there uh, little people or midgets running around why why if if the girl that chewed the gum turned instead of turning blue turned brown ah, a bunch of Mexican people are offended it's like bro why does that matter like it's just a color they're not saying she's Mexican. They're not saying she's African. They're not saying she's a blue person. She's just saying she turned into a blueberry. I, I believe it was a blueberry, right? So, so again, if we're gonna yeah. if we're gonna attach real world issues to, especially the the genre of fantasy, then we're gonna have a lot, a lot, a lot of issues because fantasy could do. I mean literally anything you can turn into a cat you can turn into a dog you can turn into a shape 
a different color. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I and it's it, as an inspiring writer, it scares me to write something. Because again, I I don't have. I'm a Latino, but I don't have the filter of like dis- disability. You know, yeah. I don't have no, the and, fear and that, filter. And and that's why I say yeah, and that's why I say uh, when it at least in, in, when it comes to terms in writing fantasy, uh, you know, there should be some leeway from people to not get offended. You know, because like like you said, like like you know, there could be orcs. You know, there could be you know. You know, like tiny warriors. You know, there could be so many things that if you saw it in a real world light, it's like imagine a lot of things in Game of Thrones. Like a lot of those things aren't really, you know, acceptable. Like incest and all that stuff is it's not acceptable in real life. But dude, I'm not going to Game of Thrones to see real life. You know, I'm going there to see dragons and you know fire and all this crazy stuff. You know, so I don't apply that logic to fantasy at least. You know, now if you're gonna make a movie about the LGBT community, then yeah, go ahead. Like you have to be a hundred percent sure you're not going to offend anyone mm-hmm. and you're going to, uh, you know, you're going to portray those people, you know, you're going to portray them in a positive light, like, because, you know, they've always been underrepresented in media. So, you know, if you're going to do it, do it right. And there's a term for that. No, there's something called like in, 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 info, in, indograph or whenever you go into that group, like that lady that went with the gorillas to live with the gorillas. Yeah, there's yeah. a term for that, but you have to, you literally like, yeah. like in college when we did the the report about the Castro, we literally had to go into the Castro and talk to shop owners, talk to people that live there, you know, look up the history and take the pictures. We literally had to go into it to, to get that report. You can't just write about it without yeah. knowing. Um, so if it's a, a specific like moonlight, then you're going to have to get you know, a complex character that's, you know, African-American. And, yeah. And, 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 and you see why Moonlight, you know, was re- was written by Barry Jenkins, you know, a black man. So he knew what he was writing about. So that way, that's why that movie came across so genuine. And it didn't really, you know, offend people because he wrote it from his mm-hmm. perspective. And he didn't, you know, like, imagine if like someone, like a random white guy wrote that movie. Come on. Oh, like, yeah. You know, you know, there's a lot of things they would have done wrong. They would have written, they, the characters would have come across a certain way. But when you put, at least, at least when you're going to do something more like in that vein, like let's say we're going to write a, a coming of age story about, you know, Mexican-Americans. It would, obviously, if we wrote it, it's going to be better than if someone, you know, a white person writes it, you know? So, and like you said about, like, you know, your assignment, you know, at SF State, like, you had to go talk to all the people that lived in the Castro to fully understand how they live in the Castro. It wasn't just like, oh, well, I'm going to look up some articles and some videos on YouTube and I'm going to get a good idea of who they are as people. Like, like that never really comes across really good. So Yeah, and, then, and, that, that and even if I write, like, let's say I write a story about myself, right? A Latino man that likes to drink. You know, I enjoy it. I like it. And I went through a phase where I would drink, you know, three, four times a week, large amounts, 10, 12 beers. So if you put that, a scene of a guy just on his computer drinking, oh, why does a Latino have to drink? Why does he have to be drunk? Blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like, wait, that's, it's my story. 
like that's that's exactly what happened and and he's not i know i wasn't a drunk i wasn't you know throwing up on the side of the street and blacking out i just drank i had a high tolerance and i did my assignments while i I drank you know and it's and it's it's not it's not portraying him as a cholo it's not portraying him as a drunk it's portraying him as what happened yeah yeah that's true and then then you end up uh drunk and uh Drunk behind the taco shop. <laughs> and then candle. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I think that something like that maybe could be brought to HBO's and Warner Brothers' attention, but they don't, they, they have to be cut some slack because a lot of people have to understand that they weren't conscious about that and that the writers in the writing, writer room or the producers or the people that even rendered the image weren't thinking about that. They were thinking about the story or the production value or whatever else that, you know, another factor that goes into making the film. And I think it was a, a straight to streaming platform, not even theater, theoretical release. So I'm pretty sure most of their minds went to like financing and like all these things. So, yeah, yeah, of course. So for something like that, you could just be like, hey, you know, double think that image or hey, just a reminder disability community blah 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 but to, to bash them is kind of like wait you know especially now with the covid like these a lot of movie studios are like hanging by a thread and obviously Warner brothers is huge and, and disney's huge and they're not going away but they are taking i mean a lot of loss theaters are closed so they're missing a lot of theoretical releases i could see this being a theoretical release and it's not and their minds are probably somewhere else and not paying attention to things like that. Not saying that's good, but you could cut them, cut them some slack and, and not bash them. Friendly reminder, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, I, I just don't think at the end of the day there was any, they didn't mean any harm. Uh, but you know it happens unfortunately like like you said you know there's nothing they can do now at least maybe now in the near future if they ever do another movie they'll just be a little bit more you know careful or like you said you know they can do a pre-screening and show it to a bunch of people from different demographics and be like okay you know you know see if there's anything in this that you know that rubs you the wrong way and i'm sure a lot of those those groups again with the covid got cut I'm sure they had they had some yeah. test group of you know LGBT Latinos African Americans and I'm pretty sure when COVID hit and you you're missing out on billions of dollars I'm pretty sure you're you're gone. So they're just playing it by ear and they, they missed it. Yeah. It was a it was a fastball down the middle and they missed it. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so that's that's enough about that subject. Hey, what does you want to talk about? Hans, Han Solo 2 being a possibility? Hey, let's go. Hey, I mean, do we need it? No, but I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, but I mean, there's so many char- characters in the Star Wars universe. There's so many things you could do and avenues you could explore. 
and Han Solo, if I remember, it didn't do very well, or it didn't do as well as was projected. A lot of people consider it the worst movie in the whole Star Wars universe. It's so for them to double down on a two, it's kind of like. Well, cause the, the, I mean, if they do a two, or you know what, in my opinion, like maybe not make it a movie, but if you can make a series on Disney Plus with those characters, like an anthology series, like let's say we, they do one episode on just Han Solo and Chewbacca, one episode on Lando Calrissian, uh, one episode on Kira going back to train with Darth Maul, you know, just like maybe make like six six episodes or so, like something like that, I think would work because I did like some of the characters. Like a whole other movie, I don't see what they could do with another movie, you know. Yeah, but, like, it, but if they just did like you know like a couple episodes for each character, like I did like Donald Glover or Childish Gambino as Lando, so you, I mean I wouldn't mind seeing him. You could again. do a whole, or at Lando least use show. them like. In, you could yeah. if you want. I mean, I, exactly. Yeah, you could just pick him instead. You don't have to do it just Han Solo. Maybe he can show up there, but you know, I mean, you could use those characters. I just don't think. You had to make specifically a Han Solo too, you know. Like, yeah, it's not a movie that requires a sequel because the sequel is Rogue One, and then it's A New Hope. <laughs> so, I, I, we already have those. So. I mean, it's kind of like the Rogue One, the Rogue One show they're doing with the uh, oh, Diego Luna. Like, yeah, I like this character. I thought he was pretty badass. Obviously, like you know, in a Mexican, a Mexican actor in Star Wars is amazing because you know we grew up loving it, but. Like I don't, I don't really know what more they're gonna do with that show unless they're gonna show, you know, how he got to be where he's at. I mean, we already know what happens to him in Rogue One, yeah. Same, same <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so. I think, I, I think. Spoilers. Spoilers. I think we could uh, move on from the Han Han Solo. I mean, Han Solo is a character where you could have, I mean, made ten movies. You can make a. 10, 12 seasons of Han Solo, but I think you had one opportunity and it didn't didn't go uh, good or as projected. And, you know, you kind of just take that loss. And like you said, you could take those characters and make like specific episodes or limited series on, you know, Lando. Eight episodes, Lando. That would be awesome. Um, but I think... Han Solo too. Uh, I don't think so. I'm I'm not interested. I I, I think yeah. I've seen it once. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just think I think they need to if they're gonna continue with Star Wars. Like, I think it's time to either fully invest in new characters and you know building new worlds or you know yeah stop it for a while because you know they tried it with the sequel trilogy. Force Awakens, I loved. Uh, you know, Last Jedi, I have my problems with. Rise of Skywalker, I have my problems with. And at this point, you know, like, si no van a usar ellos, the ones that they already introduced the new characters, like, I feel like at this point, like, just either give it a break or, you know, like, I don't know, because I don't, like, if you really, like, just look at it, like, The Mandalorian that just started season two. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Like, it's pretty good so far, like, the characters that have been introduced, you know, all that. But at the same time, we're still attached to the Skywalker saga because it still takes place right around the time the Empire fell. And then they're going to reference, you know, for sure they're going to rep- reference characters that are tied to the Skywalker saga this season alone, like Boba Fett. 
spoilers once again. Well, <laughs> so like I don't know. I feel like at this point, like, like I like you know that's cool. We're getting that, but I, I, you got to move forward at some point, you know. So if they're ever gonna do a new trilogy or something, like fully invest into new characters and a different point of time. But if you're gonna keep referencing Han Solo, Lando, fucking Boba Fett. Ahsoka Tano, like if you're just gonna keep reusing those same characters, like yeah, yeah, I like I'm kind of at this at that point I'm kind of like ready to move forward, you know. Like we'll always have the prequels, the originals, the sequel trilogy, you know. Like I don't feel like I need any more. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you could do so much in that universe, and you can take characters that you know have cool backgrounds and make shows about them, or you know make. A background, uh, or yeah, I don't know something. But like you said, if you, it's it's gonna be the same characters over and over, it's kind of like, oh yeah, that's cool. But you're not really invested. I mean, you could do yeah, honestly. And then what? I just think you know, like after seeing something like Queen's Gambit, which is like its own limited series, it's you know set in the real world, stuff like that. When you see stuff like that, like show like stuff like star wars you know kind of like you you start kind of feeling burnt out because it's like uh like if they're not gonna do nothing different with it then what's kind of the point you know and i know they're trying with mandalorian but at the same time a lot of it still feels yeah. the same you know like yeah it might feel a little bit like a western you can take it but it still feels like star wars and it's like no nah, man like you like you could do something different with star wars you know like do a show on one character yeah. on one planet you know, and something like imagine like something like Queen's Gambit, but set in a yeah, Star Wars like, world. You know, like like <sighs> that would be so fucking cool. You know, but no, I no must the same it's thing. It's because look, it, Mandalorian. It, it is cool, and it is it is like a kind of trying to be different, but at the same time, it's it's Mandalorian, so it's gonna gravitate towards Django and Boba Fett, or he's back on Tatooine. It's kind of like okay, we we've, we've been to Tatooine. We're familiar with Tatooine. The Jaguars have the armor. Like, okay, well, I mean, we how many times have we seen the Jaguars? Like, we've been to yeah. we've been to this planet. We we've seen Boba. We've seen Jenga Fett. We've seen the Jaguars. Oh, baby Yoda's cute shirt, but we already have a Yoda, which is pretty badass. And and this this one's cute, but again has not contributed largely to anything, to any mission, has done, I think he's done a couple things and, and shown his power, but it hasn't been explored yet. Stormtroopers, we've seen stormtroopers, we've seen yeah. speeder bikes, like, we've seen, we've seen the bounty hunters, we've seen all this. But, I mean, if you give... Yeah, it's just mostly, it's mostly to get your, to get your nostalgia going in, and, and which I, you know, I don't mind because I'm a Star Wars fan, but I don't know. At some point, you got to do something. Like, I hear really hope this season goes in a, in a different direction. But it looks like it's going to do the same thing as last season where it's going to be... Every episode is just going to be a random quest. And then we're probably going to get the last two episodes where they actually contribute to the story of who Baby Yoda is and what's his real name and the name of his species and all that. But I bet you... I already saw the, the plot or the synopsis for this for this week's episode. It's literally him on a boat. And he has to help the people on the boat, you know, like survive the water or something. It's not a creature in the water. So it's like, it's going to be another episode where nothing's really going to happen. Maybe Baby Yoda will do one cool thing. Maybe Mando will do one cool thing. 
and maybe the end the, at the very end we'll see something for the next episode but it's gonna be the same Pero, stuff mira, week to mira. week you know yes they're, they're trying to tap into the nostalgia but people that are already established star wars fans are already established star wars fans so i see star wars and i'm gonna go see it i don't care what it is rebels clones comics whatever a shirt a, a bottle i'm like oh my god star wars this is cool let me go check it out because i'm already a fan but they should try and, and get and, and grow the fan base and they're they are they are but i think that we could go even more and and, and tap completely different stories and and create completely different worlds and, and go away from the skywalkers and Go away! Give give me a a, a and the, these are nostalgic characters, but you know, a lot of the new fans that came in, you know, episode you know seven, six, seven, right, seven, eight, nine, right, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. The seven, when they eight, came nine. into the Ray and Kylo world, a lot of those like my niece, you know, four years old, all. I want to be Ray for Halloween. That's awesome. But she she hasn't seen the Vader and the Anakins. And and if you show her that, it's almost going to be a turnoff because it's really old. It doesn't look as cool. And so she doesn't know who yeah. Jabba the Hutt is. So why don't you do a limited series on Jabba the Hutt? Who is he? How did he come to power? Give me an R2-D2. Give me a C-3PO. Give me a Greedo. Give me a Greedo. 10 episodes of Greedo. I would love that. That would be awesome. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah. Like, like I said, like, if, if you're gonna, if you are gonna keep going back, at least explore some characters that we never really got a lot from, you know, like, because in those, in those first three movies, like, A New Hope, Empire, uh, you know, Return of the Jedi, we, they did show some characters, but obviously, because of technology or, you know, George Lucas plans, like, they kind of showed characters and then not, we, we got nothing else from them. So if you are going to keep doing that, well, then at least, you know, tap into characters that we haven't really touched. Aye. Before, so. you, can, <laughs> you can, I mean, you could do, a, you could do a mass <laughs> contest. Kanata? Mass Kantanata? You could, yeah, you could do it. Mass Kanata, I think. Hey, we don't know her name because they just threw her in there in the first movie and then. And the last Jedi, and then the Return she, of Skywalker. Yeah, she like, goes and tells Ray, "I've seen, I've seen so many eyes in your eyes." And all right, let's let's backtrack and, and explore that. Who are you? How do you know Ray? How do you know the Force? How did you get the lightsaber? How did you come in possession of that lightsaber? I mean, you could you could go way, way, way deep, 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 deep. but. Again, we're gonna go and do Boba Fett. Oh, no, you can even do like that game that they but, play that looks like chess. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you something like, like that. Queen's like imagine Gambit. like yeah, like a queen character Gambit, in one world. Star Wars world, like yeah. you said. Yeah. yeah, that's what they need to do. But I mean, for now, I guess we can just wait and watch and see what happens with this season of Mandalorian and. See what next they announce on Disney Plus because for now we're having the Kenobi series that's only going to be limited series, so it's only going to be like four or five episodes. 
And then we have the Rogue One character. Uh, was it Cassie and Endor? Or Diego Luna's character. So, uh, we'll see. But, uh, you know, I just want to thank you for taking for taking your time uh, coming on to the podcast. For you know, we're we're testing it out. We're seeing it, we're going to see how it goes. Uh, but uh, you want to tell people where to find you on social media? Yeah, uh, you at do? Kevin M Piero. On me, Instagram, Snapchat. Hey, cool. You heard that? You heard that, folks? All right. Thank you once again. Thank you for. Uh, listening uh we'll be back with another episode very soon uh we just have more stuff going on right now but i'll be on it uh and once again thanks to kevin Hi. thank you Can break solo? Hi. <laughs> All right. we're out the bleak solo podcast